Well, today we have a fun podcast episode. It's going to be a little bit different than other podcast episodes that we usually do. Joining me this morning, rather than Pastor Rick, who is now enjoying some wonderful vacation time with his lovely wife, is Pastor Caleb Smith. Welcome back to the podcast, Caleb. Thanks. It's a little embarrassing. I think I wore the shirt the last time I was on the podcast. And well, I was going to comment on yeah, that, but so, uh, fortunately, uh, only Jacob and I can see it right now. So. so I have a face for podcasts is what you're saying. This is, <laughs> this is a good thing. <laughs> well, my day can only go up from here. When I got to work this morning, I realized that the 32-ounce uh, water bottle that I had stuck in my laptop bag, I had not screwed on all of the way and oh, emptied it completely no. <laughs> in the bag. Fortunately, my computer was in a fabric sleeve that absorbed most of that water, wow. but I've got it carefully drying out right wow. now. And I'll find out after we get done recording how the state yeah. of my laptop is. Is this one of those things where you could like take the lap, you just have to get a big vat of rice and you just don't, you just put the laptop in the rice. Well, do we have any rice here out? at yeah, church? I don't think so. That's just an idea. <laughs> yeah. I was clued into it when all of a sudden water dripped on my toe. I'm like, where is that coming from? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, what a horrible realization. <laughs> I have a feeling it's probably because the next time that I give a message, it's going to be on the topic of patience and God's giving me all kinds of ways of getting mm -hmm. some firsthand experience with developing patients. And yeah, absolutely. So I won't make any comment about the experience of getting to talk with you here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> But I'm glad to have you back. You were joking and teasing Rick and me about how long it took us to get you on. And now you're on uh, two out of three weeks. And you're also back again next week because you're the one who gets to preach this coming weekend. So Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's a very, very otherworldly experience for me to be not only, not only invited back, so thankful for that, but to be home for two straight weeks. So uh, hopefully we can, keep the, we can keep the energy rolling while, uh, while Rick's, Rick's no, on I'm vacation. Thrilled. This is great. This is great. And hello to Rick if he's listening. I have a feeling he can't quite stay away. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out with all the things that he corrects us on within the podcast. Right. Well, particularly afterwards. because uh, this is a little bit unique in that it's the first time that I've not had the opportunity to interview the person who gave the message. Rather, it's me and you talking about his message. That's right. That's right. So, we so we're just going to list of off the this. top 10 things that we didn't like <laughs> that he said. That's what that's what today's going to be. <laughs> you can start that one. I'm not going to do that because I actually thought it was an incredible message and I know you oh, did too. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was uh, really exciting out in the lobby to have some great conversations with people mm. that were deeply impacted by this message. This idea that we are God's masterpiece, yeah. I think, struck a chord with a number of people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's, I mean, even at the core of that is what does it look like for us to continually be being made in the image of Christ and, mm. and, and God is doing all of that work in us. And I, I'm excited for, for the remainder of this series mm -hmm. as we step into all of these areas as, as, uh, as, as Rick connected Ephesians four and two and, um, 
and and the the detail pieces of that. And so we'll step into that as we move forward in the coming weeks. Well, it is fun. It's always exciting to launch a new sermon series, and and this is one that's been in the works since about last January. Yeah, uh, when Rick got this great idea for I want to do a whole series based around Ephesians two ten and this idea that we are God's handiwork in the uh, NIV or His masterpiece is the word that's used in the uh, New Living Translation. Um, and so, what does that look like to be? His masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With masterpiece and the idea of masterpiece is our idea that we can, I, I think we can be tempted to think about it as perfection, that that like we can work to be perfect and that every piece of art is yeah. perfect in and of itself. But yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit. I think that's that's a helpful thing to, to dive a little bit deeper on. Yeah, yeah. So um, w- within that is is still then what, what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter four of these things that we can be pursuing, things like humility and gentleness and patience and unity in Christ and those those ideas. And and uh, and, and I know as you were helping to helping Rick in putting together this series and, and thinking about what are the pieces that we really want to draw out, it wasn't it's not so much about hey, what what does Autumn Ridge Church need to hear right now? It's it is completely about what is it that just we as believers can can lean into as a part of the work that God's doing in us. Yeah, so yeah let's give a little, a little bit of a bit teaser of that. kind of a, yeah. a series overview. It's always exciting to start a new series, and, and this is one that's been in the works now since uh, about January. And yeah. So it's fun that it's finally here this Absolutely. summer. Ephesians 2.10 is, um, let me just read it here. It's, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Mm. And that's the NIV translation that we kind of use as our default translation around here. Sure. The New Living Translation says we are God's masterpiece, mm. and so mm. that's where the the name for this series came from. But with this idea that that uh, that God has made us His masterpiece, we're this this work of His hands that He just takes delight in. And when He looks at us, it's the way that we would look with satisfaction at something that we've created, mm. and and mm. we're just enchanted by this uh, this thing. You know, maybe the way that we look at our children. Mm. Um, and the concept isn't that they're perfect creatures. Um, I mean, yeah, you've got some pretty great sons. I like true. my kids too, but I like them. They're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> But but the but the the we look at our children in that way of just like oh I just love them they're mm. just wonderful mm. and it's not mm. because they are perfect it's not because they do everything exactly with uh, with with skill even or or with uh, great um, wisdom they're still growing mm-hmm. they're still uh, on this process of maturing in the same way that we are in mm-hmm. our Christian lives we're being sanctified throughout our whole lives but God takes delight in us simply mm. because we're His. And yet, there is a responsibility that we have in that. In the same way that we wouldn't want our children just to be uh, laying at home, ready to receive our praise and our compliments, and and being served all of the time, we expect them to to get up and and be worthy mm. of the uh, the role that they play in our family, and mm. to to pitch in and to yeah. do good works and and things like that. So there's an element to this too, and um, and certainly not the works that we're doing are not to earn God's favor. We sure. already have that. He's he's completely accepted us yeah. when when we've when we've accepted that gift of grace and salvation we are completely accepted by God um, but as out of that flows this this joy in participating with him in the works that he has set out for us to do mm. and so mm. looking at at this verse when if if God has created us to do good works that he's prepared for us ahead of time I think the natural question is well what in the world are those good works <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah for sure and and is it uh, I, I can get I can get caught up in my own kind of 
head um, head head arguments uh, mm. <laughs> uh, in my own brain on okay, good works. So so is, are those the way that I just is it just the way that I think about things? Is it just the values that I carry? Is it the actual like moving of my hands and my feet mm-hmm. on serving in different ways or on helping others and and uh, and I and I I at least have the have the temptation of of trying to separate those as if they're two two different mm-hmm. things instead of thinking about it and approaching it in a in in more of a holistic way where no it's all of that yeah. combined. Well, and I think that Paul would even suggest that the works that we're doing are are less about the tangible tasks mm. of what we're doing and more about the character disposition mm-hmm. that we have in how we're approaching life. So um, in the original Greek for this Ephesians 2.10 passage, where we have it translated just so it flows better for us, that God's prepared these works in advance for us to do, mm. the actual word that it's talking about there is actually to walk, mm. and so that we would walk in these works. Mm. And mm. so this this idea of, of how are we walking in a way, and you know, and sometimes we we refer to that in Christianese about you know how's your Christian walk these yeah, days, right. <laughs> you know, but it's that sure. idea of like yeah. how are we living our lives, how are we walking through life, showing Jesus and all that we do, and so Paul connects this verse with the verse later in the beginning of chapter four when uh, he's saying in in it's chapter Ephesians four verses one through three, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling you have received. You know, if you are mm. God's masterpiece, what are what are you doing to walk in a way that reflects that that mm. uh, honor, that that joy that we have in being his masterpiece? He goes on to say, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love and make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Mm. So these are Paul's kind of examples of what it looks like to walk in a way that's worthy in, in the way that we go about doing good works. Yeah, and I, 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 I like even, even that, that uh, the phrase in there of the calling of Christ, what has what has God called you to do? Mm-hmm. Because we, we, we also, uh, uh, and something that, that, I, that I wrestled with, in my early early days of being a believer, and and probably into my late twenties, was still the idea of okay, what is God calling me to do? What is He calling me to do? But I only thought about it in these very mm-hmm. practical things. It was like, okay, what's my what's the calling that I'm supposed to carry out for the next twenty years? And and I thought about it mostly in terms of a job or mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. terms of a role. Whereas whereas even back to what you just said just a minute ago, like it's it's more about these the, the character and the disposition that we're carrying with us. Yeah. And the call of Christ is is to simply approach life and approach every situation with these type of qualities mm-hmm. that are exuding from us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as we go through the summer, we're going to have the joy of looking at what are these different character qualities that that infuse themselves into the way that we approach everything and being able to do good works yeah. for other people. Hmm. So, well, this will be fun. Yeah, looking forward to this series quite a bit. Uh, but let's let's talk a little bit more about this this first message, sure. Because this really was a wonderful launch to the series and and laid a great foundation for this idea that uh, God has made us His masterpiece. If you notice in Ephesians three t- or two ten, there is this this nice three part organization to that verse mm. um, that's starting off looking at we are God's handiwork. Mm. Then we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And then there are works that God prepared in advance for us to do. And so starting from this first place of work, God's handiwork, mm-hmm. I mean, what an incredible statement that is. Yeah. And uh, and I thought it was really, really helpful that Rick um, honed in our attention that God's purpose was not to make bad people good. 
Right. But rather to make dead people alive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that deserves some attention because that's probably one of the greatest misconceptions about the Christian faith is it's just a religion that's helping us to become good. Mm. And that's not at all the gospel, is it? No, no, not not at all. And, <laughs> and even to the point of, of uh, some of that, I think, can come out of our misunderstanding of what is death. Um, if mm-hmm. we don't have that, that, that right frame of understanding that and and again pastor rick brought this out in the message death death does not equal the end mm-hmm. yeah it's <laughs> uh, not just ceasing to breathe <laughs> right yeah it it is it means being cut off um yeah and, and we see that even in the beginning of, of scripture mm-hmm. in genesis where god is saying in the day that you would eat of this fruit of the the tree that adam and eve were not supposed to to eat from that he's saying you'll surely die mm-hmm. and when they did they didn't literally die in a in a biological sense. Right. They continued to live. Yep. But they did die in that spiritual sense that the Bible's referring to with death when they were cut off from the close fellowship that they had with God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, so if if we don't if we don't carry that right understanding of that, then I I think I think we we easily can revert to well, have I done enough or am I doing enough mm-hmm. to be able to be forgiven to be able to, and, and, and in a very in a very basic sense, I would say is I've, I have had a converse, conversation with with an individual a couple of weeks ago, where where they they can state out loud they believe in Jesus and they're there and and I have no question about their salvation, but because of the circumstances of their life, it's making them question: Have I done enough for Him to accept me? Mm. Uh, and and it, it gets back to that good works and even the idea that. At death, is that the end of something? And mm-hmm. it's now death isn't death isn't the end, uh, and and it, it it is it is the idea of death is cut off. But but if we if we are seeing it as I don't have to work for this, this has been given to me as a gift of grace. It reframes even then how we approach what are good works mm-hmm. as seeing it as a gift. Well, I thought Rick's use of the analogy of the Chilean miners was really, oh, yeah. really effective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and the idea that uh, if we're trying to to use good works that we're doing to achieve acceptance by God, mm. or, or certainly if we're trying to do it for salvation, it's as effective as that miner who was running around in the mine that every step he took was not bringing him one step closer to being saved. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> to, absolutely. To, to getting back into the, 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 the real world, so to speak. Uh, but uh, it was just him burning energy. Right. And, and that's a lot of that mindset, if we're trying to live our life with good works in order to achieve God's mm. favor, um, it's like running trapped in a mine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and and that and that God's God's smile upon us changes whether based on what good works we do or mm-hmm. or what level they may if there are levels of good works what level they may rise to like we're, we try to put it i think we also try to put it in this in this very uh human sense <laughs> of of a ranking level mm. of well well i'm going to do this good work and not this one because this one probably matters more to god <laughs> than the other one and and i and i think we can we, we can fall into it into a a, a a trap kind of unintentionally of of beginning to to pick and choose what we're doing based on what we think God's happy with whereas if we simply go with the you mentioned a little bit ago if we simply go with it's a disposition mm-hmm. um, and it's about the character the characteristics that we're practicing then it's 
It has nothing to do with what it actually is. It has to do with how we're approaching mm -hmm. and what is our response to that call of Christ on our well, lives. I think we intuit this with our children, right? Hmm. We, we can see the difference in them when they, let's say, uh, they do to the dishes after dinner with a real chip on their shoulder. Uh, yeah. And you can tell they <laughs> don't want to do it, but they're doing it because they know they have to. <laughs> you hear noises where you're like, "Did how many dishes just broke because they don't want to be doing these right now? Or I, the way that we kind of measure it in our house is how much water ends up on the counter yeah. around the sink. That's how much they don't want to be doing them. <laughs> yeah. And how different is that when they just like sweetly get up from the table and say, yeah, I'll do the dishes tonight. Right. And they get up and do it because they just want to serve. They want to contribute. They want to to maybe even bless their parents yep. with a, a little bit of peace at the end of an evening. I mean, the, the task is the same. Mm. So the actual work is identical. The dishes got done. But the, the attitude with which they did that work is dramatically different. Sure. And I think, you know, God parents us in a way that uh, that we have experienced with our children. And uh, it's less about the actual task that we're doing. Mm. And it's all about the the spirit that we're mm. doing it mm. in. Yeah. And uh, and again, none of that's to earn God's favor, um, but it's right. to, to honor him, to demonstrate our gratitude for what he has done for us, to demonstrate that we have been the recipients of incredible love mm. on his part. And we just want to reflect that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's the, the, the element, even, even to kind of taking it back to this idea of, of artwork, uh, as, as we're kind of using as a, as a bit of a, a, a picture of, mm -hmm. of what masterpiece is. Right. So, um, my, my uncle is, uh, is, is an artist, um, has, taught art, been a professor of art at, hmm. at a couple of universities and colleges. Fascinating. Uh, um, and very rarely, very rarely is there ever a piece of artwork that is, that is exactly what he had in his mind when he does it the first time. Like hmm. it takes, it takes so much constant work. And, and even when it's completed, uh, that's, typically not exactly what he was actually thinking in the, at the beginning, <laughs> like it, it, it ends up as something that absolutely reflects what his intent was and what his motivation was and what he was trying to communicate through, through that art. But rarely is it exactly what he pictured, uh, at the beginning part. Hmm. And, um, and I, 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 to me that, that speaks to this idea of sanctification, that it's, uh, the thing that I struggled with when I first gave my life to Christ was, okay, so if I do this, then every, every, everything that I've been working on of trying to get better in my own life on my own, everything I've been trying to do under my own power, it's all just going to be perfect from here on out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be able to, to, to just get rid of all the bad habits and none of that changed. Uh, they got easier to work on those in some cases, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I still had to take responsibility for my choices and the outcomes of those choices and, and put in the work yeah. of sanctification and God working through me to, to understand what those things were. But I, I, I think about this, um, you know, I'm, so I, I'm, I'm getting ready a little bit of preview this coming Sunday is going to be the art of humility. And I, I get to preach on this one. It's usually, uh, and, and, usually when you're getting ready to preach on something, God gives you a lot of examples about how you haven't arrived yet and, <laughs> and how you have to work on things like uh, humility. Preparing messages is dangerous. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a very dangerous act. Um, but, uh, um, but, but there's aspects of this where, where um, no, in my life at least, it's not like there is this one 
this one exact um, constant act that has to keep happening in my life to teach me about things or to, to like teach me about humility. It's, it's God using multiple different moments mm -hmm. that may look this may look similar, but some of them don't look the same at all. Mm -hmm. But the actual underlying thing is to teach me humility. And I think sometimes we can, we can equate some of these characteristics with an, with the same type of event over and over again, instead of seeing it as, no, actually there's a way in which I can practice humility or gentleness or patience in this situation. Oh, and in this one, even though they don't look the same. Mm -hmm. Now, the uh, beautiful thing about God, the advantage that he has that your uncle doesn't have is that he's already gotten to see the completed That's picture right. <laughs> of each of us. <laughs> That's right. He, he, already, he already knows what we're going to to look like at our completion. Yeah. And uh, and I, I find tremendous comfort and, uh, and an easier ability to trust him when I know he already knows what the end of the picture looks like. Yeah. And so not only is sanctification a process that I'm working on, I can trust the Holy Spirit to guide me in that process too, because uh, I can trust that the circumstances that he's bringing into my lives, like you said, and maybe an opportunity to practice humility or or whatever it is, um, is an opportunity to grow in that. Yeah, yeah. And to, to maybe add another color to the artwork that he is trying That's to right. accomplish in our lives. Yep. Because ultimately, like the series thesis of this this whole series says, we are good works of art, you know, mm -hmm. and we're, we only say that not because we're doing things the right way or, or mm. that we're uh, accomplishing goodness on our own, but we're good works of art because of what God has done. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to come back to that idea that, that our identity is founded on not what we do, but on what Christ did for us. Yeah. And so that's what makes us good works of yep. art. Yep. Um, but the series thesis is that we're good works of art created to do the art of good works. Mm. So mm. We're, we're good because of what God has done in us. We're his handiwork. But now we have the joy of getting to go and reflect that to the world around us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think uh, you know, one of the things that he did he did kind of uh, uh, hit on the pastor Rick did kind of hit on was this 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 bad versus good uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, idea and and there's always the bad news we have to get through yeah. <laughs> before we get to the good news uh, and the bad news is that that we were cut off we were dead in our transgressions um, mm -hmm. but it is through the 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 saving grace of Jesus that that we are now prepared for those things. Yeah. Um, the butt song that he wants someone to compose. <laughs> but it is true. As I mean, a little bit of a private moment, his uh, his <laughs> wife texted me and said, did he really just say that? And I said, he's your husband. And she said, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Pastor Rick. <laughs> No, but that but is encouraging. That's such a wonderful hinge point in that passage in Ephesians 2 of the reality of the bad news of where we're all starting off in this point of being cut off from God. And yet he's the one who came down and uh, and made it possible to uh, to save us kind of in that <clears throat> that same beautiful picture of the the miners that the the tunnel was drilled down yeah. to where they were trapped yep. and uh, and it was the the rescuers that saved them that yeah. Jesus came down to us to rescue us yep. and uh, and the miners simply had to just 
leave where they were and step onto that rescue basket and be saved. Um, just like uh, the grace, you know, for by grace we have been saved mm-hmm. and we've been saved through faith, you know, kind of the, the spiritual equivalent of that rescue mm-hmm. bucket that mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, I've done the work for you and mm-hmm. you simply just need to step on to the grace that I'm offering to yeah. you and I'll save you through your faith. Yep. Well, as you mentioned, it's the the salvation doesn't come from within; it comes Mm -hmm. from the outside. So it's God working from the outside in in that way. Mm -hmm. But then, from that moment that we believe, He then is doing all of the work from the inside out. (laughs) I mean, it's the it's the full circle uh, completion of His work. Can you imagine though if those miners got up there and like, don't tell anyone? We don't want anyone to know about this. Oh my gosh! You know, and I'm sure people. I mean, the only reason why that story keeps getting told is just the beauty of the lengths that went that ha- that people went to to save these people, and then as the miners told their stories, we could all rejoice with them and mm. celebrate with them. And I think in the same way, that's the heart behind the good works we want to do is we've been saved. Yeah, you know, Jesus went to even more extraordinarily lengths to save us yeah. than than the miners' story, and so. Shouldn't we, of course, be about telling everyone the great things that he did for us and, and wanting to, to rejoice in that and to mm. celebrate that and to mm. reflect the, the beauty of God's love in that for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I get I can get caught a little bit in, in thinking about this and being like, okay, so there's... A, I, I want to have this joy and 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 doing of the good works and and allowing for these characteristics to come out through me through through these good works that he's prepared in advance for me to do. Um, but but I can I can also feel like in the bad times like I I shared I shared a, about a month ago in a sermon that like man I've been like in a couple months of just emotional exhaustion and mm-hmm. it's just felt like ugh I do I you know got to keep keep getting up keep pushing through keep going um uh, and and other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ coming around me and encouraging me uh, but I can be like okay so how how am I supposed to do this when I've got kind of a, just a bad attitude right now mm-hmm. <laughs> like. What does it look like for what is it what does it look like for me to exhibit these things still while I'm in this place of being kind of feeling just kind of down and out? Mm. Um, and I, I I'm more of just bringing up kind of my own my own personal journey in this and even in my reflections on this sermon mm-hmm. this past week was um, you know I, I I know in my head what I should do or I know in my head what makes sense in terms of of a, of a the biblical approach to this and, and God's working uh, in my life and, and how I should be approaching things. But man, to make those choices when you already are feeling low energy mm-hmm. can just be hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it can make you go, I don't really want to right now. Mm-hmm. That's where isn't God's grace wonderful. Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that same kind of grace that we would want to give to our children that when they're in a place of really struggling like that, that we know we can receive it from him and he gives it even better than we do. Mm. <laughs> Amen. But it sounds like you're ready to, to continue working on your message on humility also. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have full Let's confidence. Say I have way in, too many notes for this one. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I have full confidence in God's work in you to uh, deliver a great message this weekend. So yeah. thank you for coming on to talk about the, the launch of the Masterpiece series. And I look forward to talking to you again next week as we get to, to go a little bit further into your message. And I'll be praying for you this week as you prepare that. 
Thank you. Yeah, and I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it too. And then we'll we'll be able really to hit on all of the things that kind of hit the cutting room floor uh, <laughs> uh, in in stepping into this week. But uh, but yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good week and and a great summer. And looking forward to the to the to this whole series. Mm-hmm.